Well, good morning. I'm Russell Gant, and my guests are violinist Aretta Zula, violist Molly Carr, and cellist Brooke Speltz. They're all alumni of the Perlman Music Program, and they're in town for performances in local schools as part of the Perlman Music Program's Suncoast Educational Outreach Program. Welcome to the three of you. Thank you. It's, it's so to awesome to have uh, musicians of, of your caliber here with us. Now, you've known each other a very long time, yes? Yes. Yes. How long, Helen? Um, give, me, give me a little background here. I think, well, Molly and Aretta, they've known each other for many years. Mm-hmm. With three Since three. teenage, 15 years old. Okay. So yeah. not that long. We're only 16 now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I met Molly at a music festival in New Mexico, Music from Angel Fire. Mm-hmm. This is back in 2009. Um, and when I relocated from Philadelphia to New York to do my grad school at Juilliard, we reconnected and um, have been playing together since. And I think that's when I met Aretta as well. Okay. Yeah. But you uh, these days you don't. This is kind of a rarity, yes, to get back together and be able to play together. Or is this uh, yeah, you're able to wonder. get together quite often? Um, yeah, it's great. For or, the three of us in particular, yeah. Um, I think so. I think this might be only the second, second time playing time. T- with yeah. Brooke. Is that right? Yeah. And but Molly and I have played together a lot. Okay, because so. I'm, I'm listening to you warm up uh, off uh, before we went on air, and it sounds like you've been together for years. You know, I mean, <laughs> nice. I mean uh, we're we're really in for a treat uh, with uh, the music that are going to play for you because uh, uh, musicians of this caliber uh, uh, is just really magnificent to have uh, on the radio. Now you're in town for the uh, Sun. Uh, PMP Suncoast uh, Outreach Program, the Educational Outreach. Uh, you're visiting schools. Right. That's right. Yes. What, what do you do? What, what do you tell the kids? Well, it, it sort of depends a little bit on the age of the students that we're playing for. Um, I think typically, when, especially when we're playing for elementary school children, um, we have a pretty set program that I think Molly would love to talk about more. <laughs> yeah. Um, well... Yes, I came up with a fairy tale story oh, yeah? um, that, well, first I talked to Aretta and Brooke, and um, we figured out what we would be comfortable playing um, together since, again, we haven't, we don't see each other that often. Yeah, so we don't live in the same city even, so, yeah. and we have very limited rehearsal time. <laughs> sure. So we picked pieces that we, we all known, and actually Molly and I have played together before, so... It would, yeah. it would be easy to put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I listened to these pieces and picked out particular movements that would um, just sounded like dancing, sounded like um, an evil sorcerer, sounded like this or that, and came up with the fairy tale of Princess Anna Magdalena. So we're going in for, <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun. We it's make been... we make Brooke the princess Anna Magdalena, yeah. and we, <laughs> we have a blast. Um, I'm How's that work for It's wonderful. It's actually a really great story. It's uh, the fairy tale itself, and I think Molly wrote it while she was stranded in an airport. Yes. So that's one activity if you're if you're stuck in an airport. Write a fairy yeah. tale with, with music. Yeah. So what are their reactions? What? Oh, they um, love it. They they absolutely love it. They get a kick out of it. Um, and it's I I think it's very effective. Yeah. It, it lets their imaginations take hold. And they're so impressionable there, and they, they exactly. can really it puts the music to life for them. That it's not something stuffy uh, for the for the concert hall, or it's, it's you know it has it has life. Right. So, exactly. so uh, how about the high school kids? What's what's the difference? Well, what we find? actually we actually use the fairy tale as sort of a um, a tool uh, to show them how we do these outreach. Um, yesterday we went to uh, Booker High School. We played for the musicians there, in the orchestra and the band, and 
I was very surprised and um, really encouraged by how many people raised their hands when they were asked if they were intending on pursuing arts mm. after high school. Mm. Um, and so we sort of took that as an incentive to talk about how you do outreach, because if you're going to go into the arts, if you're going to go into college for the arts, you're going to be doing this all the time. Um, so we actually did the fairy tale for the high school kids. Um, and we didn't even really have to water it down at all. Uh, <laughs> They seem to like it as well. We had yeah, a few sure. people volunteer to read, and they're getting into voices and, like, characters and everything. It was great. So, yeah, and they, <laughs> they understood, you know, why we did it for them. It was, it was for them to realize uh, if they ever do outreach in the future, this is something that they could do. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is sort of a template that they could follow. Um, and then we have, you know, of course, Q&A and... I think for the high school kids, we, we typically play a little bit longer yeah, than yeah. we do for the elementary school kids. And um, uh, I, you know, I think to try and make the focus a little bit more on the music itself. Yeah, yeah. So. You said Q&A. Would you, would you get some good, good questions? Some good questions. Some... How long do you practice? That's very frequently asked, actually. Yeah, right. Everybody wonders about the exact amount of hours. <laughs> as, well as, as well as how expensive our instruments are, which, yeah. <laughs> which exactly. we can't really <laughs> disclose. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, my guests uh, are from uh, PMP, Promo Music Program, uh, all uh, uh, wonderful alumni of this uh, great program from Toby and Itzhak Perlman, uh, Toby especially, uh, Aretta Zula, vi uh, violist, uh, Molly Carr and cellist Brooke Speltz. Let's hear you play. You've uh, brought some uh, uh can, can you just give us a brief little idea of what this uh, about this music? Tell us about piece. Oh well, it's it's one of the staples of the string trio repertoire. Um, very romantic. Um, I believe it's five movements in total, mm -hmm. and we'll just be playing the first movement. This is a march. Okay, this is music from the Serenade in C by Erno Dochnanyi, and it's live here on Classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9.
Fabulous. That's uh, the march from uh, Dokhanani's Serenade in C, violinist Aretta Zula, violist Molly Carr, and cellist Brooke Speltz playing uh, that music live on Classical WSMR. There's fine trios in town for performances in local schools, part of PMP Suncoast's educational outreach. Now, Aretta Zula, your, your, your website says you're a chamber music fanatic. I am. Yeah? What draws you? What draws you to it? Um, well... Let's see. My first experience playing chamber music was actually at the Prom and Music Program. And it was my first time away from my home country, Greece. Mm. And I was 13 years old. It was the first time I played chamber music. And up until then... Um, wait, 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 wait. This is, this is blowing my mind here. You're 13 <laughs> years old and you're accepted into the Perlman Music Program. Yes. Uh, so, so, okay. <laughs> How did that happen? Let's, let's backtrack here. Well, it's kind of a long story, but long story short, there was a tape involved. There was an audition involved. Mm-hmm. I got in. Um, my father is a violinist, so he was my teacher up until 13 years old when I moved to the United States. Mm. Um, and as you can imagine, you know, having your teacher at home, you don't have that much freedom with what you're playing and how you're playing and all of that. And especially at 13, you know, you follow directions more than anything. Mm. And so the first time I played chamber music was really the first time that I owned what I played. And for me, that was a little bit, a bit of a taste of what it's like. And I just loved it so much. And so that was it. That was my, it's my love. So was that in New York City? (laughs) So in New York, now I'm finishing up a residency with the Chamber Music Society of Lincoln Center this year. It's been three years, three fantastic years. I got to play with great musicians. Go ahead, um, name drop, name drop. No, 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 no. Go, go, go to my website, it's all there. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, to tell you the truth, my favorite is playing with PMPers. Because, yeah. you know, these are the people I grew up with. These are my best friends and, you know. So it's, it's really uh, become a family. Yeah. Uh, and, we uh, speak the same language, the same musical language. And, yeah. you know, it's just so nice to get to play, especially with these two guys right here. Sure. Now, have you been uh, specifically with PMP Suncoast? I have. I think I was here the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a freshman in college. And I was still age appropriate to come here. So... That was my first time and only time as part of the promo music program. But I did do the outreach before in 2009 with a string quartet. And I was also here back in October. So, yeah, Right. I remember that. That's right. Uh, now, uh, you're, you're traveling all over the world. Do you get back to Greece often? I used to a lot. Yeah. Right before the economy went down mm. the drain, I used to play with the orchestras there five, six times a year. I would go back. Just for concerts, not even just to see my family, you know, just for concerts, we'll sure. go back. And nowadays, it doesn't happen so much. I wish it did, but... Well, in 2011, you got the Young Artist of the Year, uh, given by the National Critics Association of Music and Drama in Greece. So that's, that's quite an honor. <laughs> that was great. On- that was a fantastic year for me. So, so what your original teacher think of all that? <laughs> my father? Yeah. He's so happy. He's so proud. Yeah. He's, Yeah. Very much so. Can, Especially to get something like that in your own country. It means a lot. I bet. I so. bet. Well, <laughs> congratulations and, and thank you. Thank you so much for coming in today. Uh, we're going to speak with uh, Molly Carr and Brooke Speltz as well. But first, some more music. Uh, this time, an arrangement of some familiar Dvorak uh, from the Terzetto. Uh, talk about this uh, piece a little bit before we play. It's a, this is an arrangement for a string trio. Uh, the Terzetto, if I'm not mistaken, normally has a guitar. 
No, um, it's originally it's, for two violins and viola. Two violins and viola. So this is. Yeah, and this is a, a transcription for you know normal string trio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the original is is such a fantastic piece, um, and I'm I'm really happy we're playing it because usually I wouldn't uh, be involved with a piece like this, and um, it's it, without a doubt one of my favorite pieces. There's a particular recording of um, the members of the Guarneri String Quartet, yeah. and they released this recording, I believe, back in the '70s. That's some of the best playing you'll ever hear. So. I used to sort of have that on repeat yeah. um, on my phone. So for me, it's it's uh, very special to play this. And we're going to play the second movement, the Largetto. Who, who arranged it, do you know? Uh, Richard Bell. Richard Bell, okay. So it wasn't Dvorak's doing those. Unfortunately, no. Yeah. But okay. I think this does it some justice. Absolutely. Well, here, once again, violinist Elretta Zula, violist Molly Carr, and cellist Brooks Speltz playing the Larghetto from Dvorak's Terzetto. And it's live on Classical WSMR. Thank you. 
Violinist Doretta Zula, violist Molly Carr, and cellist Brooke Speltz playing the Larghetto from Dvorak's Terzetto in that arrangement for String Trio. It's live here on Classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9. The fine trios in town for performances in local schools as part of PMP Suncoast's educational outreach. Uh, violist Molly Carr, uh, was, uh, tell me about your project, uh, uh, Music Heals Us. What, what's that about? So Project Music Heals Us is a new concert series. Um, we just this past weekend had our season finale concert. Um, it, the inspiration for the series was actually happened from me breaking a glass bowl into my hand. Um, and I was doing dishes and stupidly dropped a bowl and ended up not being able to play um, for about two months because mm-hmm. I had to have multiple surgeries to get all the pieces taken out. Wow. Um, but while I wasn't able to play, I moved out to live with my grandparents in Guilford, Connecticut. And while I was there, I decided to pass the time by taking a nursing course with the American Red Cross. Um, and part of the training was to go into hospitals and actually care for the patients. And there was one hospital in particular and one patient in particular that I really connected with. And um, on the last day when we had to leave each other, I, I promised her that I would come back and bring my friends and play for her when I could play again. And so that was the whole idea of starting this series. And... It happened. It actually yeah. made it through. And and it was an amazing year. It set it's ten concerts over the year. Um, five in churches in Guilford and Madison, and then five in nursing homes and hospitals and hospices and places like that. And 
it's it's been like I said, it's been an amazing first year. Um, I think the the people that come to the concerts really feel like they're part of something exciting, and that they sure. they want to help bring musicians like Brooke and Aretta back to play for them. And and also whenever they come to the concerts, they know that they're they're sending us into um, into hospitals where yeah. the people that really need to hear music. Are yeah, able very to hear, therapeutic. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's a wonderful, wonderful program. And I was uh, also you talk about the. Uh, the physical nature of making music and your your thoughts on practicing. Uh, you've written a really, really great paper, um, a document, and uh, you compare practice to the training of a, a serious athlete. Yes. Just, can you um, briefly you know, explain? Yeah. So um, actually when I Okay, so growing up, I, like Aretta, had an amazing teacher. Um, it wasn't my dad, but it was who I call my viola mommy. And the way that she trained me was um, to think in this very athletic way, that what, however you practice, um, you have to be very, very demanding of your brain and patient with your body. So um, anything that your practice time is basically your time for your brain to understand what it wants and then teach your body how to get it done. Mm. So, um, yeah, so the paper that I wrote was um, just pretty much everything that she taught me and ideas how most efficiently to, to get that done in your practicing. So, What do you think is most important physically? Is it is that, is that um, a loaded question? I mean, is it, uh, is it... <laughs> well, yeah, I could be here for a while. Um, <laughs> I think actually most important physically <laughs> is to remember that if it, this is actually a Pinka Zuckerman phrase, if it feels good, it sounds good. And it mm. sometimes it feels um, counterintuitive um, that if you really want to get into playing something, then your body tightens up and you really go for it. But that's actually going to choke what you want to say. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard to, to like separate your body from your emotions. So sure. I, I mean, as an audience member, we, we, we don't think about the... the the physical nature of playing, but you like uh, Schubert's Ninth comes to mind, where you know the strings are playing so constantly that they really get back problems. Oh. Uh, you know, yeah. and and I've, I've heard stories about players not being able to do the complete series with a concert because their their backs are out and they have to bring in other players for the next night's concert. I yeah. mean, it, it is a truly physical. It Endeavor. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, check out Molly Carr's uh, website. That's mollycar.com? Molly-car.com. Molly Carr was taken. Oh, really? <laughs> you have to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> so molly-car.com. A lot of good information there and uh, some good programs. Uh, let's have some Beethoven before we speak with uh, Brooke. And uh, this is uh, from his Serenade for String Trio. You're going to play the Andante movement? Yeah, yes. theme and variations. Okay. The last All right. So here once again, Aretta Zula, Molly Carr, and Brooks Speltz playing live on Classical WSMR 89.1 and 103.9.
Fantastic. Violinist Aretta Zula, violist Molly Carr, and cellist Brooke Speltz playing that moment from the Serenade for String Trio by, yeah, Beethoven. You're, uh, that little motif there, that yatatata. Reminds me that Beethoven's Fifth is coming up later tonight at 8 o'clock on performance today. <laughs> must, must be the inspiration. I'm must sure. be, yes, yeah, sure, sure. Um, as the old joke goes, uh, what was it? Uh, Beethoven's, had he had a wife, uh, said, uh, he said, you're, he said, you're an inspiration to me. She said, inspiration, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Anyway, uh, this fine trio in town for performances in local schools as part of the PMP Suncoast Educational Outreach. Uh, Brooke Speltz, uh, tell me about your involvement. You're involved uh, in New York. You're playing uh, all over. And uh, there's something that caught my eye that just sounds really, really cool. And that's the, the shuffle ensemble. Yes. Um, well, the shuffle ensemble has been around for a couple years. Um, they're a New York-based chamber group, um, and the idea behind the group was to bring a different sort of concert experience to the audience. I think what happened was the pianist, Eliron Avni, was playing a concert. Well, actually, he was returning from a concert with a, one of, a great clarinetist that I spent a couple summers up at Marlboro with, uh, Moran Katz. And the two of them are both uh, from Israel, and they've known each other for many years. And they were sitting in the plane and sort of thought, you know, what can we do to survive? What can we do to be different? What can mm. we do to have a group that's vital but is also interesting? And so they came up with this concept of allowing the audience to choose what was going to be played. Um, the reason it's called Shuffle is that each concert, every member of the audience is given... Uh, menu, so to speak. It's individually labeled with a number. And if your number is called, and then there's a new number called after each piece, you get to choose what piece is played next. Oh, wow. And there's a variety of categories. There's a jazz category. There's a you know, Broadway category. Of course, there's a classical. There's a romantic. There's a, a 20th century. Um, everything in between. And Audiences love it. They absolutely love it. And, and, it, and it really does um, sort of take down a couple barriers between performers and audience. And that's sort of their whole goal. And that must be fun for you because, uh, you know, you don't go in with a set program. You, no, you don't know what you're going to play. No, you, you have no idea. We, we, we always start with something that we choose. We come out and we play. Mm -hmm. And then we open it up to the audience. Um, and that can be really exciting. It can be stressful. As a performer, you know, there are times when, you know, the singer is up there singing, um, you know, a tune from Guys and Dolls, and then somebody next, uh, the next audience member picks Arpeggioni Sonata, and then <laughs> so on. I have to get up there and be like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't played in 10 minutes. And um, so uh, it's, it's, a, it's a treat for us, it's, and I think it's a treat for the audience. So That's a and, neat concept. I like that. Yeah. Really cool. Now, you uh, you mentioned you know Broadway jazz on these, these concerts, but uh, you don't play just cap classical. Uh, you you play sometimes with a group break of reality. That's right. That's right. Um, this is uh, a cello rock band, so so to speak. I can't claim to be the founder, but um, pretty much. Long story short, when I was at the Encore Music Festival back in two thousand four, I met a cellist named Patrick Layard. He was a couple years older than me, and he was always sort of practicing Metallica in his room, and I always thought... Well, on the cello? On his, on yeah. his cello, and um, 
I, you know, wow. after I left, I didn't think much of it for about eight years. And then he called me out of the blue. And of all places, I was up at Marlboro, Vermont, sort of head completely sunk into chamber music. Mm-hmm. And I get a call, uh, Brooke, this is Patrick Laird. Um, I have a band now, Break of Reality, and we're playing a tour in Texas in March. We're going to play at the South by Southwest Music Festival. Are you interested? And for me, it was the last thing I ever thought I would do. And it was especially strange getting that phone call while at a place like Marlboro. Um, but I decided to do it. I just graduated from Juilliard. And like so many graduates, I was, of course, looking for things to fill my schedule up with. And um, and I've sort of been doing it ever since. Uh, now, there's just, there's a rotating roster of cellists mm-hmm. that do this. Um, and I've gotten a couple of my close colleagues to also perform with them. And they actually just returned from an amazing tour abroad. They were um, We auditioned for the American Musicians Abroad program, which is run through the State Department, which takes American groups, music groups, into countries all over the world to do workshops, to perform. And so they did a Asian tour. They went to Kazakhstan and Azerbaijan and um, a couple other countries, and they were out there for about a month doing workshops, teaching, performing. Um, so it's it's a group that actually does have a global reach. Now, is, it, is it just all cellos, or does it have drums? It's and three and, cellos and drums. Three cellos and drums. Yeah. Oh, wow. I took my daughter to a rock concert a few years back, and two cellos played. Have you heard? Yeah, you heard? I, yeah. Now they play an uh, they play an electric uh, cello. You play acoustic on in this. We play acoustic, although um, when we're on tour, the band owns three carbon fiber cellos, so that uh, which is a relief for me because I don't necessarily like slamming my right. old Italian cello. Right. Um, and we're microphone for the second half uh-huh. of the program. We we. Um, uh, it gets a little loud. Well, that's, that's fascinating. It really is. I mean, it's just so interesting to me, at least, to hear all the different things that musicians do. And uh, your, your outreach with PMP here locally is is tremendous, bringing you know music to our young people, whether it's through uh, traditional instruments in a rock band or going to our schools and bringing them classical chamber music. It's so important. And uh, on, on behalf of the entire community, thank you. Thank you so much for, for everything it's you're doing. It's pleasure. And thank you for stopping by the radio today. Thanks for It's been fun. It's been fun. So uh, my guests once again, uh, violinist Aretta Zula, violist Molly Carr, and cellist Brooks Belts here with the Perlman Music Program, Suncoast, and uh, just a tremendous treat.